0: name's Pliskin. It's all in the reflexes. You got a problem with drilling now, Proby? Is that it?
1: We like her, Dad. Oh, you like her, do you? You like her so much you'd rather live with her than your own father?
0: Tonight, we stay with them and we shut them down. That gets me psyched every time I freaking hear it. I freaking love it. Oh, that's good. Really good stuff. Love it, love it, love it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is episode three of Kurt Russell Rules. I'm Joe. Got my co-host, Ian, here. Say hi to the people, Ian. Hi, people. All right. Good man. Thank you for that, Ian. As always, this is a podcast about Kurt Russell and the rules he can give us to live by. Love it. Episode number three, we are diving into the iconic... 2004 film Miracle about the 1980 uh, U.S. versus Russia hockey game, Olympic hockey game, in which, spoiler alert, we win. It's incredible. Ian, I'm going to kick it over to you. Do you want to tell us about this movie and what we're looking at in terms of plot and all that good stuff?
1: Yeah. So for those listening who might not have heard or maybe you just don't care much about sports, uh, the movie Miracle is a historical drama following the coach and players of the 1980 U.S. Olympic men's hockey team. And their journey from formation all the way through the culmination of their gold medal victory in Lake Placid. Uh, This is a story of redefining what it means to be a team faced with what everyone else believes is an impossible goal. Uh, In this case, that's defeating the dominant Soviet hockey team. So it's a great movie. It's a, I guess, a truth in television kind of Mm -hmm. story we've got here. So it's a great movie.
0: Yeah, it's really great. I love it. I mean, obviously, we both rewatched it for this podcast and – not to spoil anything for myself, but I was kind of on a, my edge of the seat the entire time. Even though I know the outcome, I've seen the movie several times. It just gets me going every time I watch it.
1: It's a great movie. It's well done. I think I've even heard people that lived it or were yeah. like experienced it for real, like when they watch this movie. Yeah. It's the same way. You just get pumped up by You it. just get pumped up. It's just a
0: good movie. And the authenticity is actually, it's pretty dead on from, from everything i am read. Yeah. Like From uh, Kurt, obviously, Kurt Russell's performance in terms of Herb Brooks was really, really accurate. I even uh, read that they had to tone down the language uh, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: of uh, for Kurt Russell's character to actually get the PG rating, which is pretty funny. And so a little bit more of a salty language from the actual Herb Brooks. Just to get into some of the production history, here. Pretty interesting uh background. I mean, it was released in two thousand four about one of the greatest sports upsets of all time. Kurt being a bit of a Disney kid. Uh this was his first Disney movie in I think almost twenty years or so. Interesting. I was wondering around. about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was, you know, he obviously grew up being in a lot of those Disney films like the Computer War Tennis Shoes, and I think it was 20, maybe even over 20 years uh, since he'd done something that was like a Disney production. So very cool that he was revisiting them for this. Uh, Gavin O'Connor was the director. For anyone that doesn't know, he's done another sports movie that is fantastic, Warrior. Warrior know, I don't know if you've seen that one, about the MMA, the brothers, yeah, Tom Hardy. that's a really yeah. good movie. Great movie, great movie. I enjoyed uh, that movie
1: way more than I expected to.
0: Yes, it's very, it is surprisingly good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But anyway, great movie there. So he's got a bit of a sports... Uh, this was his first sports movie, but he probably brought what he learned in terms of what really works in a sports film to that film Warrior and it's uh, really executed that well as well. So go see that one if you haven't. Great, great film. Just some other interesting things here about the production about the movie itself. It's dedicated to Herb Brooks. You know, he was obviously kind of the the keystone of the team, the coach that brought everyone together. He actually, unfortunately, passed away during or right after principal photography. Right after, yeah. 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 In a car wreck, which is very unfortunate. He wasn't very old at the time. I think he was in his 60s or maybe early to mid 60s. Uh, Very unfortunate, but you'll see at the end of the movie that it was dedicated to him. A very, I guess you would say, kind of poignant quote at the end that he never saw it, he lived it. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, really kind of fascinating. And if you stayed after the credits, they actually have a bit of a small little scene there, I think just from someone's camcorder uh, on set, I think, where he was a consultant. and So very cool. Most of the actors on the team were experienced hockey players and acting was secondary to them. And so I don't know if you saw any of this at all, but uh, they really decided for the production that it was going to be easier to train hockey players to act than it would be to train act- actors to play hockey.
1: Yeah, because they had a huge desire to actually, they didn't want to cut away a bunch. Right, exactly. Which would be the normal thing you would do. You would have a, a quote-unquote stunt double, I guess a sport double, right. would be right. playing and then you would cut to a close-up of the actual actor and they didn't right. want to do that. They wanted to have, and they wanted to recreate the action from the actual yes, games, the actual game is never going to look good. Anybody who actually likes sports, watching an actor pretend to play hockey, it's, would yeah. be like, "This is garbage."
0: That can, that can be brutal, but yeah. yeah, you really feel it. Like it's a it's lot of so them good. playing the actual game and the actual moments. I don't know if they ever did have to bring in any actual. Extras. I'm sure they did for some of the actual high contact stuff, but for a lot of the actual like, I mean, may, maybe they didn't. I don't maybe, know because like, like, it looks good. Some man. of the hits in there, they I look mean, good. There's
1: not, they don't cut away from it, right, so right. It, it looks real. It's
0: pretty impressive. Some interesting little nuggets here during the actual game. The actual game, Ian, in 1980, mm-hmm. ABC, which it was broadcast on, ran a couple commercials. Okay. For what movie? Can you do you have a guess at this? <laughs> what movie that also stars Kurt Russell?
1: I don't know. What would have been coming? I guess. This is 1980. This is in 1980.
0: This is happening. So this is fairly early. What movie was it? It was Elvis. The made for TV oh, movie okay, yeah, yeah. by John Carpenter, Kurt Russell's. Uh, what year did that come out again? I can't remember if it was 80 or 81, but it came out. I think out, it must have been 80. Yeah. Ugh, um, we're going to be in trouble if we don't know what know. <laughs> year Kurt Russell movie came out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they ran during that actual hockey game. Uh, ABC ran commercials no for kidding. that Kurt Russell movie. Yeah, which is hilarious. And I know we always try to talk about it in the moment, but I just want to take a second to say I was really impressed with the editing in this movie. Okay. Uh, I say that because notably, the final act, act three of this film, you're not watching the entire game, but it almost feels like you watch the entire game. Like sure. they get so much of it in there. They kind of gloss over uh, second period, but first and third period, it almost feels like you're watching the entire thing it's pretty impressive how much they squeeze into the last whatever it is 40 minutes of the movie it's 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 pretty incredible and so uh it feels like you're watching the actual entire game unfold in front of you and so it, yeah that's I a good that point it really does impressive. feel like
1: you're watching it like an actual sporting event
0: happen. yeah like the entire thing like, unfold almost this
1: movie edges on like it feels like a documentary found not found footage like Blair Witch style but like right. oh this we've actually cut together some original footage of yes. it, it just happens to be in high def it's like Yeah. It, Just because they recreate it so well. Yeah,
0: exactly. And they really do. They actually they also have some actual like commercials and footage from the time from original games. And like the mean Joe Green commercial that's in there, which is a blast. Ian, I got a question for you. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Oh. Can I ask you I know this is a Kurt Russell movie, so it's gonna be a high ranking no matter what. Where does this rank for you in terms of
1: sports movies? I'm glad you asked that because I actually did a little bit of research too to see where it landed. For me, it's it's very high, but I was curious where else it landed. So I don't know how legit this website is. Sportsandmovies.com. Okay. okay. Ranks ranks this the number six best sports movie of all time. That's you, impressive. And so one of the first five that it has? Uh,
0: is Rudy on there?
1: It's not actually. Interesting. And I, I there's one on here that I could easily see replacing it. It's it's Rocky. Okay. Okay. Coach Carter, great movie. Interesting. Okay. Uh Slap Shot. Paul Newman another yeah. hockey movie. Yeah. Yeah. The Blind Side which now with more information's coming out I'm sure Yeah, controversial Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Cinderella Man and then okay. Miracle
0: which That's an interesting list.
1: It is really. So that's why I said I don't know, I don't know how Yeah. how what's staked this. But I think it's deserving of being high on there. I think it's probably one of the best. Yeah. Sports movies, especially a sport movie of like something that actually happened and keeping it really close to actually what happened. Yeah, the
0: accuracy of it. Yeah.
1: Frankly, like, because Rocky didn't actually happen. So it's a great movie, but those people could just be whatever they wanted in it. Right. This actually happened. And so I would put it in that way above a lot of those movies.
0: Yeah, I would too. Like, if we're talking sports movies where the events actually transpired, I would probably put this at the top of my list. I'm, I'm thinking, I think there are movies like Rocky that definitely deserve to be up there. But I mean, if you're talking about a real event and something that even still, I, I think I mentioned this earlier, but even still gets me excited watching, it, even though I know the outcome, uh, this this might be the top of my list.
1: I mean, to the extent where there was a 1981 docudrama named Miracle on Ice, yeah, that's pretty much universally panned, yeah, like by the Is players. Is this the
0: one with Steve Gutenberg
1: I don't know. Okay, maybe I didn't okay. look a ton into it. Okay, just okay. outside of the fact that. Everyone's like, "This is not a good movie," and it came out the year the year after. Like, yeah, I know. It was right after the fact. I know. Players and stuff were supposedly like around and involved, but everyone's like, "This isn't a good movie." Yeah. And so you have a movie that takes place that, that gets filmed two decades later and it yeah. nails it. Yeah. And so absolutely I don't know. It's absolutely it. deserving of being top five for sure, yeah. if not in contention for like the best.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna ask you a question. No pun intended. Out of left field here. You're a bit. You're a baseball guy. Sure. Right. Where does uh, Field of Dream stand for you? Because that's another one where
1: I'm like, it didn't happen,
0: and, but I do definitely consider it a sports movie. Is yeah. that high up for
1: you? Yeah, I mean, you saying the name of the movie right. creates like an emotion. Not an emotional. Yes, I'm it I'm does. not crying here right now. But, but very like, nostalgic. It, it's yeah. an impactful movie. Ah, oh, man. Oof, that's tough. That, right. that's, that's tough. That's, that's right That's the thing.
0: There. There's there's a couple movies like that where I'm kind of surprised they're not on that list. Before we get into this, into the actual um, kind of story of the film itself, I've got another question for you, Ian. Yeah. Is this the most montages
1: in any movie ever? Are we going to classify some (laughs) of this as a montage? Let's let's decide if these are montages first. I
0: I think there are very much true montages in this movie, and I think there are several of them. In terms of my opinion of what a montage is. What is your opinion of what a montage is? My opinion of a montage is a sequence of edits that uh, show several events transpiring over a period of time but are very
1: tightened up. So here's the one thing I would disagree with then on that. And I don't not, I don't know the definition of montage. Is it that you
0: could say the entire th- say that about the entire movie?
1: No, it's that I think a montage also has a key element of you're seeing progression of an individual or a group getting better and better and better, culminating at them at, at a peak so to speak. Sure this movie is about their training and about yeah. things like that.
0: If we're going by my definition, which if just to entertain this for a second. Okay. Because I would consider things like the tryouts, where you see all of the different kids shooting over like an entire day, um, all the different kind of, um, excuse me, it's not tackles. What what is it in hockey? Like checks? Checks, all the (laughs) different checks, the shots on goal, all the different interactions between the players, the different things that, uh, that Herb's saying to the other coach, things along those lines. If we're counting things like that as a montage, where it just is kind of like your typical training montage almost, if we're counting that, Sure. I have a count of eight.
1: Yeah, I mean, here. I, of course, in the meantime, while you were talking, I was listening <laughs> to you have, and also looking up the definition of montage. And I guess, I guess technically these things could be considered a montage. But for me, they don't feel like your stereotypical montage. Right. None of them stick out as like, oh, I'm just watching a montage right now. I, they all felt good in the sense of they're, they're shortening something that took a long time or took months yeah. to happen yeah. into a period where you're, you're getting what you need to for the story yeah, out of it yeah they, and, and they, not they it, just condense doing. it down yeah.
0: to to this pure kind of message or event events or whatever okay so we agree there's um, montages what was the point again my my question was oh, yeah. is this the most montages in a movie ever I don't know the answer to that but I wanted to bring it up because I think it's funny because I counted eight yeah and as I was watching it it just felt very montage to me but not in a bad way because every quote montage they have, Uh, Whether it's training or whether it's um, when they're playing football at the holiday party uh, or whether it's, uh, in my opinion, honestly, the entire third act act with the U.S. versus Russia almost feels like it could be a montage (laughs) because it's the entire game squeezed down into half an hour or whatever it is
1: yeah i guess that's technically a montage i know, then. I, know I know
0: but I, I mean i'm stretching it here because i yeah. want the answer to be miracle has the most montages of all time in a movie
1: well, sure which okay. i think would be hilarious yeah you heard it here first folks <laughs> montage i hope it centric, does centric uh miracle i hope
0: it does last question i have for you ian um i know i'm on the you know kind of background production history of this thing but i have to ask it while while i've got it on my list here is this your favorite hockey movie
1: Okay, so first of all, favorites are a tough thing for me to define, anyways. I get it. Yeah, but I mean, like the Mighty Ducks holds a special place. <laughs> like just it's thinking good. about it,
0: it's really good. And the first great, one especially, a great series too. That's the yeah. thing. Like pound for pound, one through three, I think three's a little underrated. It's the one where that prep school or whatever. Yeah. But the ending of three is really good, and uh, two is I think a classic with Keenan Thompson in there. Uh, the, <laughs> the the Knucklepuck. knuckle-puck. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, it's Knucklepuck time. puck um, time, baby. You know, I don't know. It's really good. If I if someone put a gun to my head and said, "Say this is your favorite hockey movie," yeah. yeah, there'd be no beat. It would be no problem to say, "Absolutely, this is." Yeah, and I, would, I would say that. Very too. little regret. Um, yeah, I would. So it's up there.
0: Yeah, I I would say it's it's mine as well. I've seen several. I'm not the the biggest sports movie guy, but in terms of hockey films, I've seen. I think this is the most, uh, the mo- the one I've revisited most. And the one that I think, as I said before, always kind of keeps me on the edge of my seat the entire time, even though I know exactly what's going to happen. I don't really have much else on the production history of this. I mean, it's fairly straightforward in that this is about an actual event. Um, We talked about the actors being um, trained. Sorry, the hockey players being trained to act. Yeah. We talked about the fact that they were, well, maybe we didn't, the fact that they were there as consultants here and there. We talked about the accuracy of this and that Kurt Russell is a dead ringer visually for her Brooks. He looks pretty similar to him. Oh, real good luck. Which is is really cool. And the fact that his performance and the way he treated the players, all the real players were like, yeah, this is pretty accurate to the way he talked and the way he treated us, which... For better or worse, ended up getting on the the gold. And so, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything
1: else on your end regarding just like the background, the the production of this thing? No, I mean we're gonna get into plenty more. Like yeah, this is we a, will. this is one of those movies where production and the movie itself are so intertwined. Yeah, in what exactly. you could talk about, but yeah. I mean, I think that covers it. Yeah. Okay. Covers it pretty good. Sweet. Want to take a break? I think it's a good time for a break. Awesome. All yeah. right. See
0: y'all here in a second. All right. Very nice. Welcome back, everyone. We are ready to get into this movie here and talk about all the good little tidbits therein. I, I can't wait. Uh, Ian, are you ready to take us for a deep dive into Miracle?
1: Yeah, let's jump in head first.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right, man. Take uh, it. Go with it.
1: Yeah, I don't think we can dive into this movie without first talking about the role that Kurt played, obviously. Yes. And highly deserving of a lot of conversation is Herb Brooks. Yeah. yeah. Real-life figure, was the coach in the 1980s team. Um, Herb was a skilled hockey player himself who left college to try out for and play for the 1960 Olympic team. Yes. Where he was eventually the last man cut a week before the Olympic Games started. Crazy. So we learned that in the movie too. They only briefly go into it, uh, but it's a fascinating Um, storyline. You know, Kurt put a lot into this role. Uh, I think one of the most compelling quotes Mm. he said, I could be Kurt as a hockey coach, I could be a coach named Herb. (laughs) <laughs> or I could go full bore and be Herb Brooks. Yeah. And he ended with, you know, so dro- let's drop Kurt and find Herb. Yeah. And so I think that's what we get in this movie. I, we, I agree. We get this role 100%. We yeah. get Herb Brooks.
0: Yeah. Two, two things I want to say about that yeah. real quick. The first thing is, first of all, I completely, that's a very, very good point. I think this is the most I've ever seen him really, besides Snake Pliskin, I think this is the most I've ever seen him really disappear into a role. Like he still, obviously he still looks like Kurt Russell, but he does look, he's a dead ringer for Herb Brooks and the accent, his, his posture, how he communicates, like I, he really does seem to drop a lot of his own typical Kurt Russellness and really disappear into this role as Herb, which I think is impressive.
1: No, no. Yeah. It's impressive. It's highly honorable. Like yeah. he, he chose to represent this person yeah. as close as he could because yeah. they, they got together ahead of time. Yeah for like a day or two, I think they had time together to get what I was watching. They first sat down and the first thing that came up was about how Kurt's son plays hockey.
0: Yeah. Wyatt. And they talked
1: about Wyatt. I want to say for like an hour or something before they even got remotely into anything else. And of course, Kurt was an accomplished baseball player. Like he got hurt turning a double play. I think it was. Yeah. And that's what ended his like path into the, into the major leagues essentially. But he was really, really athletic, Yeah. which is why they, they wanted him specifically, like he. I don't think anybody else was even remotely considered for the role. Right, I don't it was think Kurt so. only. Right, so yeah. it's Kurt, very athletic. He gets sports, he gets hockey. Yeah, and then he drops himself and becomes this coach. Yeah, after getting to know him,
0: I, I think it's incredible. I think I'm going to geek out for a second. The first time you see him on screen, when you see him at the what is it the uh, amateur hockey league headquarters or or something like that. Yeah. Um, When he's going in to talk to not other coaches, but the other people that are kind of head of that committee, Mm -hmm. Um, you first see him and he's like drawing out a play or something on a piece of paper before he goes in or something about how he's going to talk about the team with them. First of all, it's Kurt Russell. So literally by myself watching this movie, I literally shoot my hands into the air and I'm like, yes, to see him. (laughs) Like I literally did that because it's so exciting to see him and I'm not blowing smoke here. I actually did that. Uh second of all, as soon as you see him, you realize like this isn't your standard Kurt Russell. Like this is very much just he's he is disappearing into this role. Like you get it honestly, I think, from like the first frame. He just he looks a little bit different. He his the way he's composed himself, he just looks and feels different than you have seen him in a lot of other movies. And so
1: yeah. yeah. One thing does not come up in the movie, again, this is about this is about Herb Brooks. You know, they talk about how he got cut, but it was in the interview that I saw. So this is coming from his his mouth, this is his words, you know, yeah. is you know, because his dad was watching. The men win the gold. So the team he got cut from in the 60s won gold. Right. And uh they're watching the game together. And his dad turns to him and says, Looks like they cut the right guy. Oh. And it's just like, oh. I mean, so this is the this is the this is the character that we have. This is the person that we have being portrayed yeah. by Kurt as this person who is highly accomplished, gets cut from a team, and is ruthless in his attempt to get the US and to get yeah. this team put together yeah and so that's the role um, and I think I think he crushed it
0: I do too I think there's a lot we can we'll obviously be talking about this here and there but I'll, I'll go ahead and mention it there's a lot of quote baggage I think that herb has going into the yes. Olympics they talk about it here and there throughout the movie like everything you just mentioned coming that close and not getting it. I mean, the relationship he had with his own father, there's a lot going into there and I'm sure you could explore the psychology of Herb Brooks all day and like what he what he really was going through, what he was really like. But I think in terms of how Kurt Russell interprets that character just from the little amount of time he spent with him mm-hmm. and how he developed his own kind of psychology that he that he thought was kind of capturing the essence of of who Herb Brooks was, I think he does it very, very well. Like yeah. he's he's pretty magnetic in this movie. Like he's he's kind of the center of the whole movie, and I think it was a great decision by them for him to to for him to to be the center of the movie. I, I don't think so, anybody else could have done it. No, I don't. I don't think so either. Yeah. So yeah. Uh,
1: and also, it was his real hair. It wasn't a wig. Oh, yeah. Th- not that anybody cares, but that came up in an interview too, where he just like, yeah, it was actually my hair. People <laughs> would guys go up to him and thought he was wearing a wig. That's awesome. Now, man, that's uh, that's the real. That's the real main.
0: That that honestly surprises me because it's a very sculpted, like almost yeah. y look, mm-hmm. and they they really that's incredible. Yeah. I love that. I love that you know that, and that was brought <laughs>
1: up here. I love that. Cool. Uh, yeah. So I think we dive into the movie. Uh, yeah. There we kind of have the the beginning as the over so it opens up like you said at the headquarters. Yeah. And uh, leads into kind of all the way up to the tryouts is like the yes. first the first part of this movie where yeah. we really get introduced first to what is the Setting of what going is going on here, right? right. Because the Soviets, not Russia, Joe. No offense. The uh, uh, Soviets, yeah. yeah sorry, yeah, the sorry, the, the sorry. The Soviet everybody, Union you know, I'm sorry, I'm in like sorry. the late '80s, early '90s. I'm sorry. Um, so, still the Soviet Union this time, but they were absolutely dominant for what, like two decades. Yeah. I want to say after that 1960s Olympics. I want to say from there on yeah, out, they and just the internationally, they just crushed yeah. it. Yeah. And so we're we're kind of set up with this fact that nobody expects this team to win.
0: Yeah. Going into it. it like, right.
1: the conversation that opening scene is basically about how it's like, how can we just do good enough to prep for, like, the following Olympics right. or, or down the road? Right. You know, we're introduced to this, this character, Herb Brooks, now, where he just, that's not his opinion. His opinion is, we're going to win the whole thing. Yeah,
0: we can beat them. Yeah, it's yeah. possible. And I think right. the line,
1: you know, it's just like, that's a really lofty goal there, Herb. And yeah. And he kind of indicates, yes. like, yeah, that's why I want to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great that's a great moment. I think that guy literally says, like, uh, gold medal champions, uh, 68, 72, 76, lofty goal. And he's like, yeah, and that's why I want it. Yeah, it's, it's a great moment. Something that we might have skipped over a little bit, I think this movie... In the opening credits, says a does a pretty good job at establishing the context of pretty much all the seventies leading up to this. Yeah. Cold War, the advent of computers, video games, Watergate, disco, the bicentennial. There's a lot going into this, and
1: yeah, there's the Iran hostage crisis. Yeah, the hostage long, I mean, crisis. I mean, it happens later, right. a little bit later in the movie, there's the invasion of Afghanistan. Exactly. There was a lot going on. It was yeah. super tense. There's
0: a lot going on at the time. They really lay it on thick, especially in the beginning. At the same time, it does a good job at showing you like the world we were in while this is going on and, and the tension that were rising.
1: Well, and there was a lot going on in the Olympic world too in this, But right. you don't get as much of that in this movie because that'd be mm. kind of boring, but historically, we know at the end, like, you know, they changed the rules about professionals. This is all amateurs. So a set of this movie is that it has to be a group of amateurs. That's right. And That's of course, right. you know, the Soviet Union is not following that rule. They're kind of skirting that rule yeah. because they are basically saying these guys are employed by the military and then just letting them go play hockey all the time. Yeah,
0: exactly. And there's
1: other countries that are doing this too and yeah. it's kind of a big deal And like, as early as 1968 stuff was starting to really start to shift away. Like yeah. doping was becoming more possible and a bigger deal. Yeah. One of the things, again, we're getting into history here, but I thought it was yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. like the games in Mexico were at altitude. And so at that time that mm-hmm. there was really this goal of we'll keep it amateurs when we want it to be, we're doing this for the love of the game, not because you're getting paid and you only get four weeks to train ahead of the actual Olympic games yeah. where like, you know, things are paid for and things are covered for you to do that. But that doesn't work if you're switching altitudes like that. You have to do it for longer. Like, well, we can yeah, do six weeks. And it's yeah. just like, it started, things started rolling. So by the time these games are happening, a lot of that is like in the forefront. And uh, this push for we should allow professionals right. is coming down the pipeline. Yeah, And I think it comes, you know, what, 84 or maybe. It's something maybe like 80, that. It's, it's not long when, after. I can't remember exactly it when. Be but, 84. Yeah. And so... All of that is taking place here. Like, yeah. the Olympics are going to get kind of, you know, changed. The IOC is changing their minds. Yeah. I don't know if the USOC existed quite yet at this point. If it did, it was, like, in its infancy. So, like, right. there's a lot of stuff happening both politically and within the culture because what you get from, from Herb and you get from these players mm. is that they were there to win a gold medal. Yeah, They were there to play hockey. Yep. They didn't – interviews with them later, they, they have no concept of, like, you know – there's this other political stuff. Winning this mix is a big deal for the country, which it was. Yeah. But that it wasn't that way for them. Yeah. They were playing a hockey game. Yeah. Like, they wanted to win a gold medal. They just wanted to win. And so, yeah. all of that is having to get condensed into, like, the beginning of this movie. Yeah. And the vibe in it. And, I mean, I think they do a good job. I think they
0: do a good, good job of that, too. And they do a good job with... Showing throughout the movie how how Herb kind of isolates them and keeps them insulated from all of those kind of external factors. Yeah. Like,
1: think about, so Kurt actually was separated from the players as <laughs> that's well. Right. That's which right. People asked him, like, oh, did you do this to try and mimic what Herb did? And he was like, no, I didn't do that. Did you, have you heard any of this? It's really interesting. I point. think I heard a
0: little bit of that. Yeah.
1: He said it's because they weren't actors. And he learned from early in his career how being on a new set, it can be really hard to differentiate between the actor that you're getting to know on the side. Yeah. And the character that they're playing. And so it was really important to him, in his words, not to F this up and put those guys <laughs> in a weird spot because they're hockey players and they're not actors. So they don't yeah. know quite how to change it up. They, you got Kurt, who's a totally different kind of person right. that they're getting on the side. And then he becomes this coach and then it just throws him off and it takes him out of the scene or whatever. Yeah. He was always kind of separate. I think later in the filming and as they went on, it, it became it, less and less that yeah. way. But early yeah. on, it was that way. And it's really fascinating. Yeah, he's Um, a
0: true professional, man. I love it. He is. He's known for that. He's known for being just an absolute true professional and obviously a nice guy to work with, but always coming to set with like, he knows the lines. He knows what's going on for the day. He knows how to treat the other people, the other actors, the other crew members around him. One of the reasons we're doing this podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, very cool, man.
1: So yeah, so we get to these early. He kind of he's he's been selected as the coach. Yeah, he's gonna make this team, and then it gets to, are right, we gotta start having tryouts. Yeah. yeah, which effectively that that includes just a bunch of college guys yeah. who are deciding instead of going into you know the professional Go portal in some way, right. shape, or form, they're gonna try out for this team. Yeah, and. Great cast of characters. No big names, of course. There's like no, no real big names. No big
0: names. I think they did a great job. I think they did too. I think they they all. There's good performances there. It just really makes for the entire movie, for all of those scenes, all the hockey scenes, all the training scenes, tryout. Everything just feels so authentic. Because those guys are actually players. They look like they just look like hockey players, yeah. especially from nineteen eighty. Well, when, the they're giving, when they're giving to their shit
1: at like the bar and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, it just feels like a bunch of college it, guys. Uh, giving each other, yeah,
0: they have these bitter like rivalries and everything. Like oh, cheap shot me back in seventy eight, you know stuff like that. It's just it's just a ton of fun. So no, I think they do, man. I think all those guys um, all however many what is it 20 25 of they them they had to whatever? get down to 20 i think 20 for the final at the end. team yeah yeah but i think they all work together very well so yeah
1: yeah there's uh there's a scene early where a couple of the guys get in a fight yeah and there's a i think i was reading an interview where they're like yeah we didn't actually get in that fight however <laughs> it really showcased how tense the the rivalry was at the beginning yeah. of this yeah. which again i think that's a that's a nod to the writing and the directing i mean kurt i think said like you know this isn't the best script that that's ever been written for a movie. Yeah. But the movie itself is amazing. Yeah. And the reality is that there's no need to write a really dramatic script. The story is dramatic. And so this is the event
0: itself is dramatic enough. Right. Right. right, right. And so
1: I think that that fight scene is an interesting one because you can take it as like, yeah, Oh, that fight didn't happen. So they kind of are are embellishing. But the reality is, is that again, maybe montage style, they have to (laughs) condense things down And the best way to do it is to kind of showcase. Like, yeah, this, yeah, things went to blows emotionally on this team. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you kind of get that early on.
0: No, I think they definitely take some artistic liberty here and there. I read a little bit about that, too, how there's some events and there's some things they changed, uh, but just for the betterment of the story, to really showcase how the the tension on the team, or to showcase how Herb interacted with them, to showcase how, I don't know, how it was between them and the other team. Um, And they really, I think, for the effectiveness of the story, made those decisions wisely. And so, yeah, no, I think it's a great point. Great point.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed the scenes where it was kind of the, who do you play for? Like, yeah. these fights happen. Now it's like, yeah. what's your name and who do you play yeah. for? And he just consistently did that yeah. over time. It's a really good setup. Yeah. The, the beginning of this movie is pretty fast. It is. It it's pretty really, lean. Yeah. It gets yeah, it gets, it gets everything pretty it.
0: quickly. Like, I think a lot of that is due to the fact that they, that opening credit montage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That they lead with, with showing everything that's going on in the world and the Olympics at the time, allows you to get into those moments pretty quickly where it's like Kurt Russell's here, Herb's here, he's coming at like, they're interviewing him, they make the decision quickly, then they get to the trials pretty quick. I mean, all that does kind of happen at a pretty rapid pace.
1: Yeah, you get the vibe that Herb is doing his own thing. He has the plan to figure this out. Nobody else sees it yet.
0: No one sees it, yeah. And
1: those that are close to him trust him and they're going to... They're gonna kind of go with it, yeah. And everybody else is just kind of along for the ride. Yeah. I like the scene where he's talking about the one play, and all the players are just there they're looking like, at him. What is he
0: talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a great one.
1: And again, I think it's just a, a, a great example of you've got guys that actually play the game standing there watching, and, I'm, and I think that just it makes it feel so much more authentic because yes, it does. Uh, uh, their reactions all feel like the reactions you would probably yeah. get out of somebody who's actually play the game they have a coach where they're like what the heck is this guy talking yeah, about Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a that's a really good point. Like I think you see that throughout the film that he has such a distinct vision for what it would take to actually beat uh the Soviets and uh whether it's the players or whether it's the committee around him like no one no one's really on board Until well, sorry, the team gets on board sooner, but like the committee or all those guys, uh, they're not really on board with him until like the end of the film when it's actually happening. At least in the movie.
1: No, I agree with you there, and maybe it's artistic license, but there's a scene later on where they want to say good luck to the guys, and they're basically like, "No, you don't get to go in there." Yeah, and it was just a different mentality of like, what kind of access do you have? What is going? What's actually at stake here? Right. And by that point in the movie, like the whole team gets it. Yep. Uh, early on, it's just Herb that gets it. He's just like, I'm the one who's going to make sure that, like, yeah. we're doing this right. Like, we're going to have the best training. We're going to have um, the best plan. Best conditioning. The best you know, conditioning. All, all yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, I, and I think it just, again, that's a good way in storytelling to kind of express what probably took a long time, which probably was little things over time, yeah. condensed into, like, this is a different situation yeah. than just putting together a bunch of guys to, to play the game. Like, right. this is a much bigger deal.
0: Yeah, it's good storytelling. Yeah. It really is. It is. Yeah.
1: But yeah, so the beginning of this movie kind of just, just kind of powers through. You get a little bit of like the family dynamic too, which Mm -hmm. I think they did a really good job of balancing that. His wife is Mm -hmm. played by uh, Patricia Clarkson, I think it is. Um, Yes. And I think she does a good job. It's one of those things where there's not a lot of big names in this movie alongside Mm -hmm. Kurt. Um, She's probably one of the ones. I mean, she's yeah, a pretty, she's a little bit more known. She's not yeah. maybe a huge name, but she's had right. a pretty good, consistent career. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you get the family dynamic of the toll it takes On to have and... a family where not only are you the coach of a big team like this, but mm-hmm. the tension is so much higher. Yeah, you get just enough of it to get like the to make it more than just a sports movie. Yeah, exactly. There, that is a pretty good balance. There's no rule. That's, that's actually
0: a really good point. There's so many movies like this where they'll take those scenes away from the coaching and from the game and go back to the home or the headquarters or whatever it is. And they can be just a slog to get through. But this one, it's pretty good. Like, she's good. Um, their dynamic is interesting. Like yes. Whenever there's a scene with them, they're actually working through a conflict. So it's interesting. It's not just some boring at home. Uh, hey how the kids doing whatever like there there is actually it's part of the actual story part of the event that's going on so i think it always keeps your interest in that way so yeah that's a good point yeah
1: and again i think kurt's acting in those scenes is top notch
0: i agree i think they were just so into it he and, just disappears into the character yeah, totally he really does yeah it uh-huh. works man Yep, yeah, really works
1: yeah so then we're going to get to like where they're forming the team we've got the the team is kind of dwindling down they've kind of cut some people and they've got these early games uh, some exhibition games and things like that yep. leading up into it. And that's where we start to get um, a little bit more intense in the sense. So you get the Norway game yes, where they're kind of a little bit lazy about it. So Yeah, to speak. they're I mean,
0: like talking about girls in the stadium. Is right? that the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, and it's, again, yeah, it's like
1: who knows if that actually happened. But again, a great way of depicting people not being 100% into it and into not it. totally getting... What this is about? Right. What's going on? Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's a pr- that's a pretty funny moment, and that leads to the whole. Uh, I think they call him the Herbies, where he yeah. does the uh, blue line, red line, back, all that stuff yeah. uh, until like the stadium, basically not stadium, but rink actually like shuts down. And, and that I all happened. Going.
1: Yeah, that all. I happened. mean, that's all real. Yeah, and um, and then the captain. Oh, uh, they I, call him like Rizzo. I think is his nickname. Oh yeah 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 Rizzo like, yeah 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 uh, yeah, I'm uh, butchering that. Yeah, uh, but that's where he actually, after all of this, you know, says his name and he plays for USA, Team USA, yeah. right? And that happened. My understanding is that all happened too.
0: Yeah, like I. Well, I, we might have read a couple different things. I read that that all of that actually did happen, but at the end, what actually ended it was. Someone got really mad and broke their stick on the ground out of just exhaustion, and then the team quit (laughs) or something like that. But again, this is all like you know this happened 45 years ago, and so maybe it did happen the way they did the movie. I'm not sure.
1: No, I mean, who knows? It could go either way. (laughs) Where it's just like, like okay, man, like we get it, we're done. Mm -hmm. And I think they get that point across too in that scene of just like people are starting to disagree with him a little bit.
0: Yeah, like you're going too. Even his like assistant coach
1: and the and the doctor and everything. Yeah, but I think it's just him knowing to. How to push people. We get a scene later, I think in this in this area of the film, um, where the assistant coach, Noah Emmerich, plays this guy, yeah. uh the main movie, I think I remember him from his Truman Show. He's but, in Truman Show, yeah. Where he kinda goes in and it's just like, you know, you're you're pushing these guys too hard. Yeah. And which we get we saw this test earlier in the movie yes. that the guys took. Yes. And there are these really weird questions. And it's obvious that it's like a psychological test in some yeah. way. And he's like, you know, that's why I had them take the test so that I knew I could push them. Yeah this hard. Yeah. Uh, which is really, I don't know. Again, it's a really good concise way of, uh, yeah, they really do this well in this movie where they kind of set up some scenarios happening and then there's a payoff later that can yeah. be a lot more concise. Yeah. Uh, about why that was done or, or, you know, how that affected the overall action. Yeah. Story. The team,
0: like, like his, his purpose, like how that yeah. affected the actual goal. Yeah. Um, and how intentional it was. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. the intentionality, I think is a great way to put it. Yeah. um, yeah, that's a great scene. To me, another montage. <laughs> I've kind of listed them off as we're doing this here. Yeah, I mean, you're but, right.
1: They're montages, I guess, in the <laughs>
0: official sense. But it's that's a great scene. To me, that scene, when he finally says, Rizzo, when he finally says that he's it's from Team USA, there's a lot happening in that moment. Obviously, the exhaustion, the fact that Kurt Russell is, he's trying to make them coalesce. And I think this is the first time where it really does kind of happen and the team realizes, hey, we're, we're the point Herb is trying to make is really driven home for the team. So I I love that scene.
1: I think it's great. Yeah. Kind of, it's the, you know, the name on the front of the jersey is USA. a hell of a lot more important than the, than the, the name on, on the back, the back right? right? Exactly. And just getting to that point. Exactly. Um, and I think this is also where we get, you know, he brings in this other player for, for a short time. I think the real, uh, the guy's name was actually Tim. Oh, yeah,
0: Timmy. Yeah. Tim
1: Herrer, or I can't, again, don't. Right. Terrible name. Shouldn't even try it. Um, <laughs> but that actually happened. Like, real. Real guy that came onto the team late, crazy. late in the game. And we get a great scene outside. Again, who knows how it all went down. Yes. But again, they do a really good job of showcasing how this team over all of this time and over all the yeah. struggle, it reminds me of Band of Brothers. Yes. Uh, you see yes. The show where it's like these replacements that come in who didn't have to go through everything else. They, they hadn't been through all the same struggles. Yeah. It's hard for them to get integrated. And it's like, you get this sense of there is a family that has been formed here yeah. through the struggles. And you get that here with this team too, yeah. which is like... Maybe some of us who have made it this far along are not playing our best games because the captain at that point he's he's actually not playing well, right? And there's a chance he could get cut, yeah. And everybody kind of sticks up for him and for the team overall. And the main line that kind of seals it is you know like well we're a family, yeah. This guy isn't a part of the family. We're a family, yeah. And again, that's one of those turning points too in the movie and the real story of how it's like they've come together to yeah. And you would need that. To have any chance of actually accomplishing, yeah. what they're trying to do, yeah,
0: exactly. And there's a great, there's a great moment that I think we skipped over here, but it's it's a quick scene. Uh, I think before a little bit before the events we're talking about here, where um, the uh, assistant coach and the doctor in a car waiting for gas. Yeah, do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're talking about why Herb is driving them so hard, and they both know him pretty well. Yeah, and the doctor's like, I've never seen him do this. This is something different. And then the assistant coach is like, well, I, I mean, I don't know what to say about it. This is, I can't remember what he says. He's, he's kind of dumbfounded. He doesn't know what to do. And the doctor says something akin to, oh, maybe if they hate him, they won't have time to hate each other. Right. And it's like, which I think is another kind of turning point moment where you're starting to see as the viewer, you know, if it hasn't dawned on you yet, that the reasoning, one of the reasons he wants to push them so hard and be so hard on them is to force them to become close with one another and not even look to him as a friend or a... Uh, a, a leader, yes, but not like a, a cohort. Just someone that is like leading them, and they are truly the players themselves, a family unto their own. And so, yeah, I think it's I think it's a great. Uh, there's a couple really nice moments in there that communicate that. And yeah, so, yeah. And again,
1: the, the scene outside the bus where they kind of have that conversation. I think Kurt's acting there again, really, really good. It's yeah. a situation where he's playing the coach who's who's done for the day, to get on the bus, and now he's got to go off and have this conversation. Right. And I think he just plays it really well he does you could easily do that over the top you could kind of kind of go a little bit yeah too high emotion or too like gruff coach and he doesn't do it he plays it he does right down the line he He,
0: yeah yeah he's pretty uh this is Kurt Russell podcast one of the things I love about this performance is uh he doesn't really go over the top or too under the radar too much he's really even keeled yeah he's almost kind of Monotone in the way he does his performance. There's a couple spots where like he gets mad or he gets a little sad or whatever or he gets excited, but really for 90 percent of the time he he's just straight talking, very very consistent in his delivery. Which yeah, I think but is that really pays cool.
1: off big time because the times where he yes only has to elevate a little bit into yeah, you to, anger or excitement or frustration or whatever yeah. like you know you know as. A, when they get to the actual Olympics, he's sitting, you know, on a bench with his wife and he's yeah. taking some time to do with his family. Yeah. And he kinda has that down moment of just like the weight of all of it. Yeah. And those moments pay off a whole lot more without having to add a bunch of like sad music in the background. Right. <laughs> right. Or to or to have him like, you right. know, crying in that moment or like right. overdoing the emotion. It's just like this is he he sets a really good like middle bar. Yeah. And then he can Play with that well, yeah. Without having to go too far over the top or yeah. whatever, he
0: does. He does.
1: Um, yeah. So at that point, the team has kind of had a couple of games. And they've they've lost a decent amount of it. Mm-hmm. They have the exhibition game against the Soviet Union and just get wrecked like yeah. eleven to three. Yeah. And um, it's kind of a another turning point for them that leads into the Olympics. The, the main thing there is right before that, I think it's Rob McClanahan gets injured.
0: Yeah, I think it's him. Like, Mac. this is right, they've yeah. cut the
1: last guy and that was a really good scene too and then you get, you know, yeah. Rob gets hurt and there's this question of like, okay, Herb is, he's going to do whatever he has to to win so he's probably going to cut this guy. Yeah, and
0: they're wondering that, yeah. And
1: I, 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 it's another example to me of Kurt playing it really well and the guy that played Rob, you know, the the benefits of having actual hockey players and stuff. Yeah. I'm sure they've probably all gone through those moments of just like, am not going to get cut or what's going to happen here. Yeah.
0: Channeling a lot of that. To really channel
1: the the actual energy that you would have in that. And it just, it comes across perfect.
0: Yeah, it does. Those, there's some really great moments in there. That's a great, that's a great sequence of events where you see, uh, Rob, it is Rob, right? Rob McClanahan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kind of, he's sitting there hurt, uh, laying on that table, and like the conversation he has with Herb. And then I think that it unfolds over the next like three scenes or so, where you see Herb kind of finally make the decision to keep him and really comes back to that family and kind of one unit aspect. And right. that it's more important to keep him and keep the cohesiveness and just the. The, the, the camaraderie and the team that we have here as opposed to losing him and bringing someone else in last minute. Um, it says a lot right there in those moments. And it really it really shows you too. like, uh, I don't know. It just, it just says a lot. It says a lot about what Herb is trying to do. He's trying to build an actual family here. Like, he does want to win. He will do anything to win. But at the same time, he knows in order to win, he has to have a group of individuals that really do care about one another. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot there. Yeah, Totally. So,
1: and you know, it's a calculated risk. Like you mm-hmm. can be back in time for the really important stuff. And I guess it's important right. to note here right. too, that back then in the Olympics, there wasn't just like you get to a gold medal game and you win that and you're good or whatever. It, it was all round Robin. So it was yeah. the total wins and stuff. It's a yeah. record that matter for who got what medal. So it's right. like losing early games could throw you totally out of contention. Yeah. Uh, whereas you know, in a system where you just have to make sure you make it into the medal rounds and then everything kind of changes from there again. Right, yeah. Uh, And again, I think the way it's played out on screen is pretty solid.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they do a great job with it. Um, You really don't know, if you don't know the story, you don't know what they're going to do because that's such a pivotal moment and you've got one of your key players that is significantly injured. And then when you do find out that he keeps him and he's like... They're on the ice together, and a player Rob throws his hands in the air, and he's like, yeah. woo, And then you see you see Herb to have a little smile there mm-hmm. at him as he's celebrating. That's a great example of what you're talking about earlier. Like, just those little things really work because the rest of the performance is so uh, even and consistent yeah. uh, across the board. And so, yeah, there's some great moments in there, man, in that sequence.
1: So then we get deep in the Olympics. Like, it, we're, it's a yeah. lot. of This is where it's montage heavy, I guess you could yeah. say. And there's just <laughs> a lot of like games we're seeing like scenes of, of games that took place and, and the results of those games yeah there's not a whole lot to say other than the fact that the cinematography is excellent yeah high high energy good high energy. action like
0: in in there in the action with them right yeah.
1: but you can follow it it doesn't they don't do a whole lot of like really fast movement and like hard cuts to things right. uh, there's probably a terminology for that yeah but it that's stuff that can often throw you out of a scene sometimes because As a viewer, it's just so fast you really can't follow it. And they're doing that because they have to cut between body doubles and stuff. But in this, it's high paced, but you can follow it the entire time. You
0: can follow it really well. That's one of the things I was saying earlier, like earlier in this episode, about how it's it's just edited. I think there's a lot of wise choices made, and the shots they do uh decide to cover with and the shots they don't that's just i I think they've they really cover it well and that even if you're not a hockey fan like i'm i'm not a diehard hockey fan i'm not even a huge sports guy but i can still follow through the way this is edited together with the announcer with the moments they show the goals they show the hits they show i can still comprehend it pretty clearly and so yeah i think there's a lot they've done in there that that really is effective in for a sports movie
1: yeah one of the players gets hurt if this actually happened and I can't remember exactly who it was, but he gets hurt and he's not going to be out. He's just going to be in a lot of pain. Yeah. And it's again, oh,
0: I can't remember who that was. I can't remember his name, uh,
1: yeah. but and it's just kind of like, go ahead and put on your like civilian clothes and get out of here. If yeah. you know you want yeah. this. And again, it's stuff. I don't know if word for word, but like <laughs> it happened and that player yeah. was standing for the rest of the game. Yeah. But again, it's one of those moments just to kind of set the bar again of just like, are we here to do this or, or not?
0: Right. Like Exactly like it's it it was really just another moment of look even if you are injured i don't did you say did you say he was literally standing like he was just
1: from what i caught yeah he was actually like he he t- literally to sit do down anything. like would increase the pain or whatever, so right. he just stood the rest of the game. Yeah, like even it's crazy. if he was like you know not on the ice. Yeah, and so
0: and they showed a little bit of him on the ice after that, after the fact in the movie. Yeah. But I, I don't like it. It really is amazing. Like again, it's just another testament, as you said, to the fact that it's about this team here. Even if one man is kind of injured, the the fact keeping keeping him on the team on the bench with them is more important than the temporary pain you're going to face. Right. And so yeah.
1: So we've got that. We've got the game against Sweden. Then there's yeah. a couple other games. They they upset the Czechs, which is a huge deal yes. at the time because right. they were another dominant team. Uh, they beat Norway. Again, we're getting cutscenes of this. Yeah, there's a couple other games. I want to say um, with like Romania and then West yeah. Germany. But it's one of those West things Germany, where yep. they finish really strong. There's plenty of times throughout it that they were kind of behind. Which is all real. Like, they had plenty of games. Yeah, they where, were
0: behind pretty much every game, right? I or at least in the metal rounds, they were,
1: maybe? In that, I think so. I think in the yeah. metal rounds, they were. But I think throughout, uh, there were times where they were ahead for the majority of the game. Yeah. Um, but they started to kind of catch a rhythm, I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, But the movie really just kind of quickly goes through. You just see really quick oh, yeah, it's snippets. versions of those things. Yeah. Snippets. And uh, that's, I think, eventually we cut to. Uh, you know, just before the game with the the Soviets. What's interesting to me is there's a couple of scenes in there where Herb is walking past and he sees the mm-hmm. coach from the Soviet team. And from what I saw in interviews and reading, there wasn't like this animosity from a team to team level that right. existed was considered to be one of the best coaches of all time. The guy coaching the, the, the Soviet, Soviet coach. team. Yeah. And I think there was actually a lot of respect between them. And so despite everything else that's going on, mm there was still this sportsmanship and this respect that existed. And the goalie on the Soviet team was by far considered to be the best goalie in the world at right, that point. Right. And so it's an interesting juxtaposition. And I think they nod to it really well once again in the way that they filmed and edited this, where yeah. they, they could have easily done the like, oh, the big bad Russians – yeah, movies. like to do yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like in every other
0: movie. Like in Mighty Ducks 2. Right. Where, uh, and, where and where the coaches yeah.
1: like actually have animosity towards each yeah. other and oh we're yeah. gonna build the tension. But like the fact of the matter is there's enough tension already in this yeah they don't have to add on to it and the yeah. reality of the situation was that there actually was a respect there so i think right. they do a good nod to that
0: yeah i think that's a i think that's a good point that i the um well there was a couple of things i read regarding what you just talked about first of all regarding the players themselves there was actually a bit more camaraderie there than is portrayed in the film like one of them i think it was the night or two before the game uh they actually played like pinball together at some local dive bar or something like that they, they never actually – I think the only thing the coaches actually say to each other, Kurt Russell and Victor, are – Kurt Russell says, hello, Victor, when they pass each other on the yeah. street. That's the only interaction they have. But it does at the same time feel like there's this underlying uh, respect that they have for each other because, I mean, obviously he's the best coach in the world, but then I, I'm sure the Russian coach has been watching tape and watching all these games and realizes what he's going up against and, and is starting to gather more and more respect for – herb and the rest of that team. So I think that goes a little unsaid there, but it's 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 a nice touch.
1: Yeah. So no, I mean, you make you also make an interesting point here too, which is there is so much to talk about here that we could never get into because yeah. this is a real event. Yeah. These are real people that have gone off to do Yeah. a lot of a, a lot of things following this game, following these Olympics. Right. And that's another aspect that makes this movie and the performances in it so much more compelling. Yeah. Because Agreed. we could talk for days about each individual person yeah. uh, and, and the things that they went off to do. So it's rich. It's and very I think rich. they do a good job of just kind of weaving that in where they can. Yeah.
0: It's very rich. Yeah. What was the
1: runtime on this
0: movie? Oh gosh. Uh, I think it's right at two hours. Okay. I think I'd have to double check. It, I watched it on Disney plus and it doesn't have like a little scroll bar. So <laughs> if you pause it, It just
1: pauses. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how far I am into this <laughs> thing. I don't know how much is left, but it, it so, doesn't feel super long. The no, it, doesn't. it feels pays. tight. It feels yeah. tight. Yeah. So, anyways, then we get now the big game. We've talked yeah. so much about this, and honestly, there's there's <laughs> only a, there's there's only a little bit to talk about in this, yeah. which is like the lead-in, the 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 pep talks ahead of time, yeah, uh, which are great.
0: The pep talk uh, from Herb, from Kurt Russell, is in our intro. Part of it is, anyway. Yeah. uh, Which is great. I think, look, I'm going to ask you this right now. This is one of the questions I had for a bit later in this section, but where does this, I keep putting you on the spot here, where does this stand for you in terms of locker room talks? Is this up there for you?
1: I think it has to be.
0: Yeah, it's pretty big.
1: Again, because a lot of this actually happened. I know. And so it's almost like getting to peer into what what it would feel like to, yeah. be an, to be an elite athlete at that level, to be something in an elite situation. I mean, yeah. I myself haven't been on a team that's at this kind of level or this kind of quality yeah. to, to need to have the locker room talk. Yeah. S- but I, I think this is great. And I think it, again, plays really good homage to Herb at the time. Yeah. Um, there's a scene later, too, where I think all he says is if you lose this game, you'll take it to your grave. Yep. Drops a couple of f bombs in there too. But <laughs> but that's it. Like that's that, that's before the third period. Yeah. That's the talk of just like this is your opportunity. Like here we are. We're we're still in this thing and if you lose this game, yeah. You're going like you'll take it to your grave. Yeah. And and that's it. And he just walks yeah. out. And he knew that feeling. Yeah. Like it wasn't the exact oh, yeah, same thing totally. that being
0: cut 20 years ago from that team and the team won without him there. I mean, he knew what, similar what they would be and I think, going through.
1: I think that authenticity about it, again, just harping on this, which is they didn't overdo it. It wasn't some big emotional yeah. thing with a bunch yeah. of music in the background yeah. to make it more emotional. Yeah. It was just, this is what it would really be like. Yeah. And this is how it really went down.
0: Yeah. I like, one of the things I like about that speech specifically is the fact that it's not long. Mm-mm. Like it's, it's, I mean, I don't know what it is on paper. It feels like it's a couple paragraphs. I mean, it feels like it's maybe like two
1: minutes. Yeah, before the game starts. When yeah, he's kind of yeah. Yeah,
0: like and it's it's really effective. He's a well-spoken, but uh, kind of he doesn't go on. Kind of like his attitude the rest of the film. Like even though this is his moment to hype them up, and he gets oh, he's very serious with them. Right. Like, everything he he has chosen to say is is very intentional mm-hmm. to really tell these gentlemen how important this is what um you know what what they're the magnitude of what they're getting ready to face and what they can achieve and so i think i think uh, that's done very well and again I don't know how exactly accurate that is to the actual <laughs> hype or locker room talk he gave them but I love that decision in the film to, we don't need to overdo this just yeah. tell them this is what it is go out there and take it my understanding
1: you know. is, is that they nail a lot of that stuff it's all pretty close
0: that's pretty cool So it's really neat
1: yeah two other notes I had about this la- like the last game obviously Al Michaels everything up until the last yeah. 30 seconds <laughs> is actually him re-reading his actual yeah. commentary Yeah. and everybody agreed there's no way we can recreate the, the final. Last, yeah, the last thirty seconds of it.
0: Yeah. Do uh, do you believe in miracles? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So in that line, there's a few lines like that or a few sports moments that kind of fall into those categories for me. Yeah. Of those big moments. Like Secretariat is mm-hmm. running like a tremendous machine. Like when I watched it and listened to it, like I tear up a little bit every time. Yeah. Like it's emotional. This is one of those things too. Yeah. Um Yeah.
0: I definitely um at the end of the, oh, it's getting me emotional to think about it, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm thinking of literally when he says that, when he says that line, and then the team just, like, starts celebrating together. I mean, I, we're kind of, we might be even kind of jumping the gun here, because we're just yeah. talking about, like, the the entire last act of the film and, and kind of the, the winning of the game. But, I mean, we're, we're just kind of, you know, what are going with well, it. we're going with But here's the thing is that
1: the, the whole end of it, it's a lot of action, a lot of fast stuff. So, like, there's so much happening at the end. I know. But we're kind of montaging it right now. We are
0: montaging it. See, <laughs> there he is. Um, but no, man, I, I teared up. I truly did. I think I shed a one or two at the end when they were like celebrating and really like you realized, again, it gets me every time. It's gripping and I'm on the edge of my seat. I know what's gonna happen, but I'm always in the moment of like, come on, you can do this, you can do it. And once they pull it off, you just, it just hits you, man. Like yeah. this is, it really is probably the most significant, one of the most like top three significant sports events. In, the, in history maybe, at least, I mean, for, at least for the states, at least for the uh, I mean, it's called the USA. greatest
1: sporting event in history. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I yeah. agree. It's and up it there. Would, it's up there? Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> up there because uh, um, everything was on the line and just the yeah. odds. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Um, um, I think, um, let's see, I was literally biting my nails. I made a note of that specifically to say during the last, whatever, five minutes of the actual game, I was lit- literally biting my nails. Because I was so nervous, <laughs> even though again I know exactly what's going to happen, but I loved it. Um, there's so many great moments in there. I don't know yeah. where to like cut it off here because like uh, the first period when jo- I think Johnson jumped in and when he scored with one second left, right, so cool. And like apparently that was fairly. I don't want to say controversial, but it was down to the wire in the actual game. Yeah. It was literally just like a terrible rebound from the goalie and he pushed it in right afterward and it was just nothing on the clock left. And that that tied him, right? I think that was mm-hmm. the tying goal at the first period. Let me let me ask you this, Ian. I'm gonna this kind of covers the whole movie, but I'm gonna ask it now because we're in we're in the climax here. Yeah. Uh do you have a favorite player on the team?
1: I don't have a favorite player. Yeah. Not a question I expected you to ask me. I know. I don't know that I, know. I do. Yeah. I think they're all, they're all swell guys, Joe. No, I don't, do you <laughs> they're have a favorite, fine men. Do you have a favorite player?
0: It's between Rizzo and Jack. I think Jack's the one that uh, is it. McClanahan?
1: It Rob McClanahan? Uh,
0: Rob, uh, is it, which one's the one that had the knee injury? It's it's him. Between him and Rizzo, I think they're both really interesting. Yeah,
1: they're great characters. Yeah, I think was it Jim Craig who's the goalie? And
0: Craig, that's one of the notes I had for you. Like I should have done it. I would I'm going to go back and watch the actual game because how this movie was cut like, like the choices they made in the edit of how many like who was really the most effective on the team there's some great moments in there some great shots but Craig was really I mean he was the player on the team with how many goals he stopped again I, mean, I want to watch goalie's always
1: going to be in that situation unless unless are getting right. no shots on goal like he's right. always going to be one of the stars of the show Right
0: exactly exactly but it's just the the they really made that last that last game was so much about it. Like, his dad was there, which I'm sure he was in real life. But yeah. he was really, it felt like to me, just the star of the show for um, I mean, enough the so game. that
1: the, the movie in 1981 they made overly focused on it, overly focused on that story. And that was right. one of the things they kind of panned it for was, like, right. they went too much into that into that. Storyline. But yeah. it's a really compelling storyline. Yeah, it is. Um, I
0: mean, he was just – he was absolutely on fire. Like – he really went to that kind of next level that, Cur- that Herb <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> challenged him to go to earlier yeah. in the movie. And so um, little tidbits here and there. Did you know that the news report about the hostage crisis, that's what they based the movie Argo on? Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah, Which is great. Um, they shot this as the same arena as uh, Rocky Four with Rocky versus uh, Drago mm-hmm. in real life. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, Kurt Russell took a pay cut for the eight hundred thousand to thousand extras to have a warm lunch on the day that they shot one of these large, large uh, arena shots during yeah. during that game. Cool. Um, just so many cool things, both like about the history of that game, the history, of, like the production of this film. I get hyped every time I see it. I think it's some of the best hockey I've ever seen on screen. Maybe some of just the best sporting I coverage so. in general. Yeah, it really does get you emotional. The part where Kurt finally or Herb <laughs> finally celebrates at the end after they win, he goes. I'm into glad that you brought tunnel.
1: it up because I I was going to forget about it. Yeah, when he goes back into into the
0: tunnel or and, whatever, and cries. It is.
1: Yeah, like that's a true story. Like all that, they didn't overdo it. They didn't make him go cry for the sake of the movie. Like, yeah. And I can see how that would happen at yeah. that point after all of this, and you've accomplished the goal. And 20 the whole years goal,
0: after harboring that or whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And I think, and again, they didn't overdo the emotion of it. Yeah. He breaks down, he's crying in there, and you can really feel it. And again, it's quiet. Yeah. It's and quiet. It's, and it's, yeah. There's, I, there's no yell. Yeah. It's,
0: it's a, it's a pretty no, quick scene. And they don't have
1: someone go in and like console him or anything. His it's wife doesn't come in. Right. They don't right. do any of that stuff. They again just let it mm-hmm. be true to to what happened. Yeah. I don't think there's ever been another sports
0: movie where you feel like they covered the entire game so well. Granted, again, they skirt over the second period because not really much transpired there, in terms of goals anyway. But it feels like you really almost watched the entire game for the last, whatever it is, half hour, 40 minutes of the movie, um, which I think is incredible. Just the fact that they were able to cut it down so well and leave in the bits that really felt like, I don't know, the important parts of the game. and You still really gleaned all you needed to to feel like you watched yeah. The, you yeah, watched it.
1: The only thing we really get from the second period is just that they go down three to two at that point. Yeah, And they have to, they're it. trailing going into it. And yeah. again, that's one of the compelling stories of this is like, you have a team who wasn't super dominant. They're yeah. used to playing from behind. The Soviets aren't used to playing from behind. So whenever that script gets flipped in yeah. the third period, that really did happen. And I think they really showed it well in the movie yeah. so that you could still have that kind of emotional yeah. response to it. Yeah. I mean, to the extent where, again, fun fact, we've got too many of them, <laughs> but it's like, and this is according to even players on the Soviet team. They didn't pull the goalie at the end. It's a common thing you do mm-hmm. when you're down. You mm-hmm. want to get that extra skater on the ice. Mm-hmm. But they never even practiced it. It was That's so, it was so unrealistic that the situation would even come up that they thought they wouldn't even need to practice it. That's nuts. It wasn't like the, the coach was like an idiot in that moment, but it was just like no. we've never even he didn't, They practiced.
0: didn't know what to do. We've never like, been in the situation. Right,
1: right. And then the juxtaposition of the U.S. team... Having to constantly be in that situation, yeah. they're, they're often having to come back from behind or, or, yeah. or fight adversity. I don't know; it just adds to the story. It's incredible, man. Truly, it's really good.
0: There's so much there. We get, we've already been talking for our almost it, f- 50 minutes about. It's this been a now, while, yeah, yeah, We should probably take a show. break. <laughs> but I'll say, um, you know, just just to piggyback on everything we just said, if you haven't seen this movie, you you need to watch it because even though you know you know what the, the final result is, you know who wins. Uh, there's so much that there's so many stories and so much context around this at the time. And there's so much that's done so well in this movie about just, just again, like we said, the types of coverage that they have, what they decided to leave on the editing room floor, um, their performances, like the production design of it, just that everything looks so, so of the time. And there's yeah. so much, it's so rich. Yeah. Um, it'd
1: be terrifying to be a goalie back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no, I yeah. think you're right. It, everybody should go watch this movie, not just because it's a Kurt Russell, movie, Obviously but also that, because but of that. Yeah. Um, And this should really set the bar for your expectations of what a sports movie, especially a documentary style not documentary but based on real life events yeah this should yeah. set the, the bar for what you expect out of those movies and the performances that you get from those yeah,
0: movies Yeah, I would say that's true like yeah. there's there's a lot of like true sports movies out there but again as we said to, to bookend it I guess like I think this is like top of the list truly I Agreed. think they, they nail it so anyway we could talk forever but I think it might be good for us and for the listeners to <laughs> yeah, take a break <laughs> so so. yeah let's take a break <laughs> awesome sounds good All right, everybody. Welcome back. This is one of my favorite parts of our show here. We're going to talk about Good old Kurt's performance and some of the rules we can live by that we can take from this movie, Miracle. I'd like to kick this off here a little bit, just talking about... Um, there's been a lot of films in the past where Kurt Russell's in a bit of an ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at things like Tombstone, you look at Backdraft, you look at uh, Sky High. Just, and I know that's kind of a goofy reference, but um, he has a lot of other pretty prominent characters around him, uh, pretty significant supporting roles. Um, this one... It felt like the first movie in a while, and maybe one of the, one of the, no, I don't want to say one of the last ones, but maybe the first one in a while where he was truly at the core of the movie. Like his character was really the center of the entire film. You had, obviously, there's a lot of other kind of sweet moments from the players and really kind of interesting uh, performances from the other coaches and the committee and just the team and his wife and all these people, but he's pretty much in every scene and carries the it feels like he carries the entire movie on his shoulders
1: yeah the quality the grading of this movie is a pass fail yeah if kurt doesn't do a good job it's a fail yeah if he knocks it out of the park which he did it's you know, a pass it's a pass.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a really good way to put it and he does he knocks it out of the park uh he carries he just carries everything about the movie on on him on his back and he really succeeds extremely well i love his interpretation of it like I think he's disappeared into this role more than I've ever seen him disappear into the role maybe maybe outside of Snake Plissken but um yeah and yeah. very intentionally so yeah but. yeah but the fact that Kurt Russell decided to truly do this is such an homage to that man and what he did mm-hmm. and how significant this event was he really it's really kind of selfless in a sense like like you said earlier he could have he could have made this about himself and just been Kurt Russell playing the coach. Um, he could have had touches of the accent or the the attitude of this this gentleman in there, but he really decided to just disappear into it. And I think that communicates, there's such a, a reverence there that comes from that, yeah. um, that I think is really, really fascinating. And so um, I guess I'll go ahead and jump into it. But because of that and because of the fact that I, I think mm-hmm. this is such a unique performance and is in um, his resume, um,
1: I'm going to give this... Uh, well, sorry, sorry. we got to talk yeah. about our rating system here. Well, we can just dive right into it. I mean, as you learned last episode, because yeah. I'm sure everybody listening listened to our previous episode, yeah. Escape from New York. Uh, we rank these on a, a 1 to 10 Goldie. <laughs> uh, basically, what do we think Goldie Hahn would think of this performance? So... Joe, you were about to say it. I was about to say it. What do you think Goldie would rank this thing? I think Goldie would
0: give this a a 9.5 out of 10. Okay. I think... Now, granted, people are probably laughing because if you've listened to our last episode, I think I gave Snake Plissken a 9 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... Uh, I do think it's sincerely up there. There's other movies where Kurt's in and it's, it's, it doesn't seem like it's the role is too far afield from how he is in real life, <laughs> almost. But this one, just everything I just said about how he disappears into it, how he respects the man and what he did so much that he really just kind of loses himself and lets, lets the character and the the person of Herb Brooks kind of take over the role, I think is incredible. And I think it's the most, if you could say, this sounds quite maybe kind of pretentious, but most realized, quote, performance
1: that we've seen from him, I I think it's really high, man. I'm going to give it a nine and a half. Okay. Uh, For me, this is a 10 out of 10. Oh, man. It's an inspiring portrayal, and I think the more you learn about how seriously Kurt took the role, how much he wanted to honor the reality of the man that actually lived, his love of sports and his history behind sports and his family's history with sports. Right. And just the overall story of it. It's just such a good performance. Yes, it is. I think this movie deserves to be a top 10 sports movie of all time. Yep. And I think Kurt's performance is absolutely at the center of that. Yep. So I, everything that went into this, I think it's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. So
0: we're at a... So what's nine. the math on that, Joe? Oh, man. Let me get out the uh, <laughs> calculator. No, we're at 9.75. Yeah. That's a big one. It's a high rank. That is a very high rank. It deserves I think, it. I do. I think well-deserved. I yeah. think he's incredible in it. I'm I'm glad you're giving that a 10 out of 10. That's pretty cool. It was so good. Yeah, it's really good. He really is like, he's the core of the whole movie. The only thing I can think, this sounds ridiculous, but the closest I can think of it for like a recent comparison would be uh, whether whether or not you like these movies, but uh, the recent Tom Cruise films like Maverick and Mission Impossible, where you really have this actor that is really carrying the entire film. Sure, um, but
1: I would. The reason why I think this is better than some of those, <laughs> in, in, from a, I don't know if emotional sentimental point is is what I'm trying to say here, but like, yeah, Tom Cruise yeah, requires yeah. that he is at the center, requires that he is the hero in his movies, right? Mm-hmm. And he kills it. I mean, like, mm-hmm. does such he a good does. job at it. I'm not taking away from his performance. Yeah, this is something different. This is a selfless act of, of again, Kurt taking himself almost out of it, yeah. and becoming. Somebody else and portraying yeah. them as accurately as possible, yep. and I think that, I think that just deserves to be praised more highly Recognized. than some of those other kind of situations. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. That's a really good point. Well, that gives us again a nine point seven five, well deserved rating. Shall we get on into to the actual uh, rules, our takeaways? Yeah. here?
1: you want to go first?
0: Oh man, we're, we're sw- yeah, yeah. I would love ahead. to go first. Yeah, okay, what's okay. your first one? Okay, okay, okay. My first one is um, my first one's actually a quote. Okay. From the movie, from her. Yeah. Um, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right ones.
1: Ooh, good.
0: Yeah, this is from the tryout uh, montage, and so, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's amazing. You know, again, there's so much we didn't touch on in this movie. The fact that. Granted, I don't know exactly how accurate this is, but the fact that it was one day he'd had to see these kids when they were there for a week, and he knew in the first day what the team was going to be. Yeah. And even though there were technically better players on the ice, he knew which ones were going to make that family that we're talking about. Yeah. My life lesson for that, my, my rule is that it's not always about who is the best or what's the best or... What outcome might be the best for you? It's really about making the right decision, and so I think I think that's a big one. That's a, and I think that's a pretty important rule for us to to all kind of live by. There, okay. So, I like yeah. that a
1: lot. Yeah, um, I've broken mine into one from Kurt, one from Herb, and one from the movie itself. And oh, that's so, cool. Okay. And so the first one is from Kurt is honor the role is what I wrote down. Okay. We've talked about it a ton already. Again, one last moment to say, highly encourage anybody who's interested to watch <laughs> some of the interviews. You yeah. can find it online yeah. where it's just kind of Kurt and Herman, them talking and you get to hear stories and yeah. just the reverence that's paid. Um, and I think it's just a good reminder that uh, in these kind of situations or anywhere else in life, you know, just to kind of honor, to honor that a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like that. What, what was it succinctly again? Honor the role. Honor the role. Honor the role. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Um, I have uh, rule number two: the team is more important than the individual. So, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. We've we've mentioned several times here how the one of the major themes in this movie is uh, family and like the the camaraderie and team being a family, um, and I think that's a great great life lesson that the change only as strong as uh, the weakest link, and that the team. The, the to to have a strong team is really the most I don't I don't even know what else to say honestly I just think that was a major takeaway from the film for me that it really is about your team and no one's um what what else can you say about that I, honestly I don't know you said
1: a lot it's good yeah
0: yeah I mean it just it just felt really pointed to me giving giving watching that film I think I wrote this down as soon as it finished like that was the major theme of the film. But, that it's not about individual. It's not about where you're from. It's about, uh, the people you're with and, and really being a, a family together. So I yeah. like that. So yeah, there you go. We got for your number two, Ian.
1: Number two from Herb is no one to push, mm. uh, in mm. the mm. interviews again. That's good. And then from early on in the movie, um, you kind of just learn that he's, he's learning a lot about these individuals and it shows him as a leader. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't been in a ton of positions as an individual to be a leader <laughs> in life, but I've had some. I've certainly been in lots of situations where I've wanted to have good leaders. Yeah. And I think this knowing knowing when to push yourself or when to push others is really critical. And knowing what that where that line is yeah. to make somebody and with the with the yeah. intent of driving somebody to be the best version of of themselves,
0: yeah, yeah, no, that's great, man. I think that's a that's a really good one. Just knowing how far to push, yeah. Um, whether it's yourself or, or maybe a, a, a potential person that you might might know, um, yeah, I like that one a lot. That's a great one. Uh, my number three, my last one here is it's actually it's actually another quote. I didn't think about that until now. But when they're playing the Soviets in the final game, I think it's uh, in the last minutes where they're they're almost there. There was probably like five minutes left. And uh, Herb keeps saying to the team, "Poise and control." Mm. Now, what I think that means is there was probably some sort of poison on the ice, yes. and he needed a control team to come in. Yeah, and um, yeah, I don't
1: know why they cut that out. Like,
0: yeah, that was a whole other angle. Of yeah, the story. if you watch the
1: actual live coverage of the event,
0: yes, there was yeah, some a sort whole of gas team leak or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, no, I think that was a, a fantastic moment, and that's actually a. Uh, a quote or, or, or a pair of words that I've I've tried to adopt a little bit in my my day to day. No, yeah. but when I have you know stressful situations, whether that be at work. Or uh, maybe some sort, of if I'm playing like in some sort of game, like Frisbee game or whatever. You know, Ultimate, Ultimate yeah. that I'm into. play a lot of Ultimate it's, these days. Yeah, you know. Okay. You know how it's
1: been. Yeah. But
0: the movie's been out for 20 years, so I've used it here and there. Okay. But uh, I do like, I like that phrase because it always, whenever I say it to myself, no matter how stressed out I am, it always makes me think of just compose yourself. Just remember, like find the floor, so to speak, like really focus and it's okay. Just stay relaxed and focus on your goal and push through. Like that's what that, those words make me think of. Yeah. And so I always, uh, have really kind of taken those to heart from the first time I saw the movie. And so, uh, that's my number three. Ian, what it, is, is it your turn? You got, you got, it a is, one yeah, right? it's
1: me. Uh, okay. I go last here. Uh, last one set it before. I'm going to say it again, set lofty goals. Mm. I think it's a good line in the movie. I think yeah. it's a good reminder of, you know, anything worth going after is probably going to be difficult. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. That was a great line. That's it's a, a good, good one. It's a good reminder. Yeah, it is. I mean, it doesn't have to be something crazy and something that you cannot achieve. It doesn't yeah. mean like set a goal that's impossible and you'll end up with something decent, but yeah. like set an actual achievable, but lofty goal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's I great. It. I love that. I love that. Okay. Okay. Now we have to choose our, uh, our final rules here. Yeah, I'm also
1: impressed uh, that we didn't really overlap at No, time. we didn't. I was, we when you kept I saying I got would. a quote, I'm like, oh, I hope he doesn't hit one I know.
0: I thought we were going to overlap quite a bit on this yeah. one, actually, but we didn't. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, okay, so Ian, if you don't mind, can you remind me of your three rules? Yeah, my
1: three are honor the role, no one to push, and set lofty goals.
0: Oh, man, those are good. Okay, and just so you know, mine are, again, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right ones. The team is more important than the individual and poise and control. Yeah. So for yours, I'm gonna have to go with my gut and say no one to push. Okay. I like that one a lot. I for some reason that maybe it was just the fact that that was such a significant part of the film where he's pushing the team the team to their actual, to their literal just like brink of exhaustion. Yeah. But he knows instinctually how what he can do. Um I don't know. Maybe for some, for some reason, that part of the film really resonated with me. Yeah, it me. spoke to you. Yeah, it did. It did. And that rule speaks to me because of that. All right. So, yeah.
1: Glad I could give that to you, Joe.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that, buddy.
1: Uh, I had a hard time with yours. Yours are really good. <laughs> I was thinking about Poison Control a lot, but I'm actually going to go with, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right ones. That's a good one. It's. A, I like it a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why do, why do you like it a lot? I'm going to pick your brain on that.
1: I don't know. I think I'm leaning back into the the leader aspect the, oh, yeah. of, of how he yeah. was and just that acknowledgement of, um, you know, it's easy to grade people and yeah. to see, you know, to put some subjective stuff down on a page, and that stuff is important. But right. there is um, oftentimes when you're looking at putting together a team, when you're looking to, to get the best out of a group. Yeah. There's there's the intangibles, I guess. Yeah. and I think that that quote really drives into the heart of that. And I yeah. like it.
0: Yeah, I do too. I think that really. I mean, I know I, came, I didn't come up with it, but I came up with the rule. Yeah, you <laughs> picked it. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I said that, when I was coaching the uh, 1980s.
0: Yeah, but no, the re- i I like that one a lot too because you know he really talks about that a lot in the film. It's like the fact that our all-star team just got.
1: Borderline. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, by them, and it's not about. It's not about how talented they are. It's about having the right people. Yeah,
1: if you've got the absolute best player in the world, but they can't adapt to what this new situation is, then they're not
0: going to be the right person in the team. Exactly, exactly. So that's great, man. Love it. All right, well, I think those are two solid ones to take away here. Agreed. Um, Love it, love it. Well, um, I think that pretty much finishes out this episode. Other than one last little thing, Uh I want to mention what we're doing next episode here. Yeah, I
1: think that's a good idea. Yeah,
0: so (laughs) for uh, episode four, Four. You could say yeah,
1: that. Yeah. The numbering's a little off for me because we had an intro episode. You're calling that, that one. one. Yeah. So, but yeah, on that line, we're going to number four next. Okay. All right. So
0: number four <laughs> uh, is actually Sky High, uh, one of my favorites. It's it's a good that's movie. Superhero Kurt Russell.
1: It's a fun one. Yes, it
0: is. It's really fun. And I was actually telling uh, Ian here before we started, I think we're getting a pretty well rounded look at the Agreed. career pretty early on here. And so we have an assortment of like different tones for movies, different uh, kind of audiences, different levels of success um, uh, for the film itself. And so I think we're getting a real nice smattering of, of the films of Kurt Russell. Yeah. So, yeah, I love it. Well, well, having said all that, I'll go ahead and close this out here. Thanks for listening, everyone. This has been a blast. Uh, love this film. Again, go see it if you haven't. It is uh, an incredible sports movie with an incredible performance by our man, Kurt at the center of it, and uh, I can't say enough about it. Please go watch it. Anything else you want to say? I think we've
1: said enough. Yes, I think we have, because we've been talking for a long time. It's been a long time. Thanks, everybody.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a ton, you all. See you next time.